Qualifications. Rape, murder, arson, and rape. You said rape twice. I like rape. <laughs> Charming. Hey, boys. Look what I got here. Hey, where are the white women at? Be ready to attack Rock Ridge at noon tomorrow. Here's your badge. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Oh, no. <laughs> and now, for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Uh, good morning, ma'am. And isn't it a lovely morning? Up yours, nigger. What did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know. Morons. <laughs> This week on the podcast, uh, you're going to need a shitload of dimes, uh, fry up some shits and grooving, and extend your laurel and hearty handshake. That's right. This week, uh, we're talking about Blazing Saddles on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. And I am Jason Martin. I'm Paul Conlon. I am Andre Rome. That's right. This week, we have a special guest on the podcast, uh, Andre Rome. Uh, here to talk about this movie, Blazing Saddles. And the movie opens up with uh, the Blazing Saddles song, uh, sung by Frankie Lane. And he 100% uh, assumed this was a serious song. And he- Serious song for a serious movie. Yeah, and he, he didn't know any better. He thought this is just a, it's a Western. Well, Mel Brooks didn't want him to know. Yeah, right, he, right. He's wanted, uh, he wanted, he didn't want, Frankie Lane breaking down and trying to do a goofy comedy, anything like that. So he didn't let him know that it was yeah. a, a Mel Brooks comedy type movie. Right, right. So he does a, does a great job. He apparently done a lot of other uh, similar songs, probably in other movies, and does a great job of it. Um, and uh, we have um, pretty early we're here with Burton Gilliam, uh, great Burton Gilliam, uh, who's still still alive, still out uh, meeting fans and stuff. One of the few people of the movie that are still alive. Yeah. I think he and Mel Brooks are the only two main people from the movie that are still alive. Everyone else has uh, passed on. Yep. Yep. And uh, we see the uh, Burton Gilliam, his, uh, his son, uh, he's there supervising the railroad workers. And uh, he says, uh, you know, the way, you're, something like the way you're complaining, you'd think it was 120 degrees, can't be more than 114. Um, and uh, Burton Gilliam says, uh, uh, dock that chink a day's pay for napping on the job. Nappy falls over. And then Burton Gilliam says this. Andre's going to take it from here. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. When you were slaves, you sang, you sang like birds. <clears throat> How about a good old <laughs> nigger work song? And then Cleveland Little, uh, oh my God, 
uh, Cleveland Little uh, sings, uh, I got no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all. So tell me why should it be true that I get a belt out of you? Oh, there was a oh, I get a And then he's like, "Some get a kick from cocaine." And then he interrupts him. Well, the great thing is here is not only does he have that song ready, and the song is fifty yeah. years in the future, the one's yeah. written probably. But everyone in the background you knows see. where to go, knows the dance moves, knows, knows everything. Um, oh my gosh. And he says, What hold on, what the hell is that shit? I'm in a real song, something like Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. And uh, they're all looking around at each other, like, Swing Low, Sweet What? Sweet Chariot. You never heard that song before? Um, he's like, What about uh, Camp Down Races? It's like, I don't, don't know that one, huh? It's like the camp down ladies, the camp down what? And uh, so all the all the white guys start singing, camp down ladies, camp down you what? And they're all dancing around, and all the black guys are just laughing their asses off at him. Um, and uh, Slim Pickens uh, shows up, enters, shooting his gun. Uh, says, "What the hell? What was? What is it? The wide, wide world of sports is going on here?" Uh, which of course was a show that was. Yeah. Uh, Current day when the movie came out, uh, 1974 when the movie came out, um, and um, said, "I heard you people to get a little track laid, not to jump around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots." <laughs> and uh, he said that there might be quicksand up ahead. I said, "Okay, Mr. Taggart, I'll send a couple, a team of horses to check out the ground, and then Andre's going to have this next line here." Okay, it was in. Yeah. We can't afford to lose any horses. You dummies, you dummy, send over a couple of niggers. <laughs> and uh, he says, yes, sir. Okay. And you? And uh, and then uh, and then he's talking to Cleveland Little's character. Oh and uh, he's like, and you? So you're up again, Andre. Where am I? Oh, okay. Um. Where's the slate right there? Oh, right there, dead. Wow. Sir. Okay. Sir, he specifically requested niggers to tell a family secret. My grandmother was Dutch. <laughs> so so after this, and they're on the little hand cart, and they're singing Camp Town Races as they go away, even yeah. after they acted uh, ignorant about the fact that they couldn't, they didn't yeah. know the yeah. song. Exactly. Um, and then they run into quicksand. Um and it was, and is the quicksand is one of those movie tropes. It, it is, and the way they filmed it was great because they kind of stop, mm -hmm. and you don't know why they're stopping, and suddenly they just start floating down below the camera angle, which never changes; it stays static, and they just said drop, yeah. drop, drop, and and you realize they're going to this quicksand. They found, it. yeah, and quicksand is one of those things that you used to see in movies. Way, I always thought my life would be more. In peril from quicksand. Yeah. All the TV and movies right. where quicksand was the bad guy. Yeah. It's been in so many movies. Maybe Crocodile Dundee. Uh, was one of the Indiana Jones do it too? Maybe? Oh, yeah. The Princess Bride. Princess Bride does it? Yeah, yeah. Their version of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And it's quicksand's one of those things that's been used a million times. I don't know if anyone's ever actually encountered any of that. I'm not sure. No. Um, but um, if you have the. Uh, you know, I stepped in the gopher hole once. Does it count? No, it no. hurt. 
Yeah. I was in uh, peril. I thought and, my life was over. And uh, they're they're worried they're going to die. And uh, you see him lasso, and he lassoes the hand handcart. Starts pulling the handcart out. Why didn't he just grab hold of the handcart? I would just well, grab, sure. I would have reached out and grabbed a hold of the handcart and then is, pulled up with it. Yeah. yeah. But that wouldn't have been as funny. That's true. Um, and he pulls it out, and he's like, Tagger says, dang, that was lucky. We darn near last the $400 handcart. Um, and they're still struggling to get out. Um, <laughs> well, they're just watching the rope. Yeah. They're just watching the rope like, go past him. Like, yeah. And uh, it, he uh, Bart says, uh, it's okay, Charlie. I got my foot on the rail. So they, they get their way out of there. Um, and uh, they're climbing out of there with quicksand all over them. It's like, okay, boys, break's over. <laughs> just don't lay there getting a suntan. Ain't going to do any no good no how. Oh and uh, this is Bart picks up the shovel and uh, Charlie says, no, no, don't do it. He's like, oh, I have to. I have to. And he clobbers, uh, you know, Taggart in the back of the head um, with a shovel. And he's saying, send the wire to the main office and tell him I said, ow. And uh, he, he keeps saying, you know, he actually puts that in the message. Um, and uh, you're in the, they see your Harvey Corman and some Pickens are in, in the scene in the governor's office. Um, and they're looking at the map and uh, they realize the railroad needs to go through Rock Ridge. Um, to get around the quicksand. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to get around the quicksand. You can't just go over it. Right. No. Oh, and this is uh, Harvey Corman talking to uh, talking to uh, Taggart. And he's, uh, Harvey Corman says, my mind is aglow, whirling, transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. And Tiger says, ditto. And he says, ditto, you provincial putts. Um, you see the hangman outside. He's about the hanging guy in the wheelchair. Um, the wheelchair. And, and uh, he's asking him to, uh, Lamar, <laughs> he's asking him, like, I'll try to keep it as quiet as possible. But you can see this one is a doozy. Um, and uh, he's trying to come up with an idea, and uh, Taggart raises his hand, and uh, Harvey Corman says it's down the hall to the left because he uses the bathroom. Um, they're trying to come up with solutions to get rid of Rock Ridge, and uh, Taggart says, we'll kill the firstborn male child in every household, and uh, Lamar says, too Jewish. Um, so he comes up with a uh, – he comes up with a um, – Taggart uh, gives him an idea. Um, he's like, why don't we pull a number six? And uh, Lamar says, I'm not I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one. That's where we go to riding in town, a whooping and a whomping, every little single thing that moves within an inch of its life, except the women folks, of course. And Lamar says, you spare the woman? No, we rape the shit out of them later at the number six dance. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And uh, – this is where uh, Taggart is talking to Lamar, and he tells him what happened. Uh, what happened on the uh, work site there? So Andre, <laughs> that uppity nigger hit me on the head with a shovel. Yeah. So this that's is one of my favorite parts. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It really. Is. And they come in and they come to they figure out a plan, which uh, Lamar is looking outside. Uh, you know, they're they're planning on hanging uh, Black Bart. So. That's where he comes up with the idea. Um, and this is where you hear the Rock Ridge song, uh, where they're all, which is a pretty good song, actually, the way they do it. Um, 
and you realize that he's gonna he's gonna well, he's gonna make him sheriff sheriff. So, um, but first you hear the uh, well, this isn't the part yet where they make him sheriff, but uh, they're at the town meeting, um, which uh, you have uh, Gabby Johnson, Gabby Johnson, which is, uh, play on Gabby Hayes, right, right, which is someone who Mel Brooks knew from like the movie lot or whatever. He would imitate him. So he basically just got him for the movie. Yeah. Uh, the guy, Starrett, actually was a fairly well-known director, directed a lot of the cheesy drive-in movies of the uh, oh, okay. late 60s, early 70s. Well, movies that like, went only to the drive-thru, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the girls in prison type movies. And mm-hmm. that. He, was, he was known for doing those. Yeah. Um, but he was also was a, a bit of an actor, and he got picked to do uh, this part here. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, David Heddleston's character uh, says that was authentic for frontier gibberish. Um, and now David Heddleston, you know, he's you the know, big Lebowski, right? He's the big Lebowski. I mean, he's not the main character. He's not the dude. No, he's not the dude. He's right? the big Lebowski. Right. He's, he's married to Tara Reed's character. Right. Right. Yeah. So he was actually the big Lebowski. If you think he's a, anyone listening, you think he's familiar. That's, that's the main reason. There was a lot of things. Now he wasn't the big Lebowski in this movie. He was the big Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were all Johnsons. Um, and uh, someone says, "Why don't we get? Why are the governor to send us a new sheriff? Why get our own men killed?" Uh, I like that line. Um, and uh, so we see. Uh, we'll go back in the governor's uh, office. Uh, governor Lepetamain, um, which is Mel Brooks's character. Um, they're talking about uh, needing 200,000 acres. Uh, what will it cost us? And talk about the, the Indians, the little red devils, uh, giving them powder balls, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, you see uh, Petamine, the governor's uh, um, girlfriend, is staring at her breasts. Miss Dine. Yeah, yeah. And he's, Hello, boys. Have a good night, Russ. I missed you. And, uh, and he calls... Uh, Harvey Corman's character, uh, Hedy Lamar. He said, it's Hedley. Yeah, Hedy, Hedy Lamar was a famous uh, actress was, of the yeah. 30s and 40s, Hedy yes. Lamar. Right, right. And apparently she sued. She did. She sued she Mel Brooks over this because uh, they were making fun of her. Right. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, I think in the movie, they even, uh, the first time uh, Harvey Corman just called Hedy, mm-hmm. you're talking about being sued by Hedy Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he says, uh, um, the governor says, what are you worried about? It's 1874. You'll be able to sue her. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie was supposed to be 1874, which is exactly 100 years after, before it was released. So, um, And uh, Lepetamine says, we got to protect our funny baloney jobs, gentlemen. Harumph, harumph, harumph. So I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. And that's a, uh, it's one of those classic, like, just bullshit words. Yeah. Just, when you when you fake being angry about something, harumph, harumph. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there's a Mel Brooks Facebook group, and uh, everyone in there constantly repeats that. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of Um, and uh, so you bring in uh, the governor's idea was to make Bart the uh, sheriff, right? So he brings him in to introduce to the governor, and uh, he's like, I'd like to meet you, the, the sheriff of Rock Ridge. And uh, he looks at him and realizes he's black. He's like, what? <laughs> um, he's like, hey, Governor, as per your instructions, I'd like to meet the new sheriff at Rock Ridge. 
And he's like, I'll be delighted. Wow. And he takes uh, Cleveland Little. You know, he tells, come here. You know, of course, he's talking to Harvey Cornish here. And uh, he says, uh, have you gone berserk? Can't you see that man is a nit? Uh-huh, wrong person, wrong person. <laughs> so then he gets back and he gets Harvey Corman and he says the, the exact same thing. Have you gone berserk? You see the man is a nit? It's like, uh, and uh, it's like, yeah, but he's talking to uh, the governor, basically, Mickey, famous first man to appoint a black sheriff. And he's like, he'll be dead in a day. Yeah, but that's all you need. You know, you just need a day. Yeah. You just need it with that. And, th- and those two are off, you know, just being imbeciles, basically. And Bart is kicked back in the governor's chair, smoking a cigar. Um, and they're all just being just being idiots. Um, and uh, when Bart is riding his horse through the desert on the way to Rockbridge. His great orchestral right, music. Right. And as he's riding along, right. here comes Count Basie's orchestra playing right. that music. Right. And it's literally Count Basie and his orchestra. Is. And they were really playing. That was awesome. Now, they had to use a recorded version because yeah. it, well, it sounded terrible. Yeah. But they were really playing music in the desert. Um, it's a great just – there's a lot of reasons that this movie gives you an idea that this isn't realistic. First of all, joking about Hedley Lamar. Exactly. Um, but that one is just bizarre. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so you see him uh, going through there uh, on his way. Uh, the band is playing in, in the town. And uh, uh, Gabby Hayes' character, not Gabby Hayes, but Gabby Johnson, is uh, on the roof with the... Uh, I can't remember what you call it, spyglass, basically. Yeah, telescope. Telescope. Um, well, spyglass. Yeah, that's, I think that's on video. It's on video games. I think they yeah. call it probably that. Um, and he's telling him, you know, he sees he's the first one that sees the sheriff is black, uh, but no one hears it. And uh, as he's riding his horse, <laughs> as he's riding his horse up, uh, the band is playing, and uh, so you hear uh, John Hellerman who's giving the speech, and uh, this is, so this is the line for Andre here. As chairman of the <laughs> welcoming committee, it is my privilege to extend a laurel and hearty hand, that handshake? handshake to the new nigger. And he's the only one that sees it. Everyone else knows ahead of time. And he's just, he picks his head up and looks at him. He's like, oh, okay. God dang um, and then, uh, and then everyone's just staring at him. And Bart walks up to the stage, and he says, "Excuse me, while I whip this out," <laughs> which is which is absolutely a famous line. That's a line you know, even if you've never seen the movie, don't know what this movie is, never heard of Mel Brooks. You probably heard of that line before. Uh, made fun of in other movies, uh, other TV shows. Yeah, and he's got a proclamation that basically makes him the sheriff. Um, and uh, he reads the decree from the governor, and everyone's gun is pointed at him. <laughs> um, so, um, so when that happens, um, there's a. Uh, so then he takes himself hostage, and uh, so he got another line here from uh, from Andre. He takes himself hostage. Okay, where am I at? Um, hold it. Oh, hold it. The next, hold it. The next man <laughs> that makes a move. The nigger gets it. Yeah. And then uh, the next line, too, um, I got here. 
and he's he's still taking himself hostage, which says drop it. Uh, drop it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's it? Oh, right here. Okay. Drop it. Drop it, or I swear I'll blow that nigger's head all over this town. Um, but and the fact that you know, I mean, Mel Brooks the movies have a lot of ridiculous stuff, but the fact that he's taking himself hostage, you know, obviously the language in the movie is something very shocking. But you know, you also see that the sheriff is the smartest guy in the movie too. So it's kind of like, you know, that's that's pointing out the you know the whole thing about the language. It's, yeah, it's the language. Yeah, but. He's the smartest guy, so it's like, you know, it's it's the um, context of the language, you know, which makes it, you know, interesting. Um, and they're having the town meeting, and uh, John Hellerman's character, uh, he's saying, you know, Nietzsche says, out of order comes chaos, or out of chaos comes order, and uh, Hellerman's character, oh, blot out your ass, Howard. Um and uh, the woman gets up speaking. Uh, the fact that you sent him here goes to show you're the leading asshole in the state. Um, Isn't she reading the letter to Headley or yeah, the governor? The governor, yeah. She means she means the governor, yeah. Um, but um, and so after this, you you meet uh, Gene Wilder's character. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's hanging upside down in the shell. I'm not sure why exactly. Just. I forgot what it, it, he, he was the town drunk, right? Um, and 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 Bart says that oh, town drunk's waking up, mm -hmm. something like that. And there's Gene Wilder hanging upside down. There's there's straw come out mm -hmm. of his thing, just to show that I guess he he fallen out of bed. Um, another famous cowboy actor was hired mm -hmm. initially before Gene mm -hmm. Wilder. I can't remember his name. Uh, Gig Young. Gig Young, and he was literally doing this scene. And he was so drunk and hung over, actually, yeah. he vomited. Yeah. <laughs> when hanging upside down. Yeah. And they had to stop shooting for the day, and they couldn't get him sober enough, so they fired him and brought in Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah. They literally got an old cowboy actor to do yeah. it, which is what they wanted. Yeah, they, and they wanted an, an old cowboy actor to play the part of, uh, of, mm -hmm. of, of, uh, of uh, Wicko Kid, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that to have that more Western authenticness yeah. to it. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, they brought in Gene Wilder, flew him across the country, where New York was in a play. Mm -hmm. And uh, while making this movie, he was writing an another movie. He was, hey, Mel, I'm writing a movie on my own. Maybe we can get together and work on it. It was Young Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gene Wilder was writing that while he was, while he was working on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, um, Bart asked him, are we awake? And... Uh, Waco Kid says, we're not sure. Are we black? We're awake, but we're very puzzled. Um, and uh, he says, my name is Jim. Most people call me Jim. <laughs> and uh, Bart says, okay, Jim, what do you like to do? He's like, I don't know. Play chess? Screw? Bart says, well, let's play chess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, uh, this this the one part here is the one that always made me laugh is uh the part where he talks about being the Wago kid and uh he said uh you know how great of a shot he was he says look at that 
He holds one. He holds yeah, his right hand up, Brian, very rock steady. Yeah. And and Bart says, "Looks pretty steady to me, good." And yeah, but and shoot, shoot with this hand. The left hand comes yeah. up shaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a line that when I was a little kid made me yeah. laugh. Still makes me laugh. Yeah, that was consistently. Um, um, and uh, he does a little thing about asking him to grab the chess piece. It's like uh, to prove that he's. It's all nonsense because obviously his, his hands don't move. Yeah, nothing moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Later on, when the in the shooting scene where he does something similar, you almost see his hands move, but they cut away to the effects of him shooting the guns out of people's hands. And they come back and he's kind of mm-hmm. moving hand back to, mm-hmm. to where it was. Um, and uh, Waco Kid says, "I must have killed more men than Cecil B. DeMille." And you know, I read I read up in a little bit today, like. Because Cecil B. DeMille was like, you know, one of the biggest directors for, you know, what, 40s and 50s? Yes. And, yeah. and I don't know if there's a reference to him actually killing people. No, or... I think there's a reference to the number of people that died in his movies. Because he yeah. had these big giants. Like Ben Hur. Ben Hur, yeah. Ten Commandments. Yeah. And people just died left and right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. hundreds and hundreds yeah. of people throughout history were killed. And we know it because Cecil B. DeMille filmed it. Yeah, yeah. And. There was actually, I read up a little quote from him as uh, someone asked us, will be in the middle of one of his movies. So how are we going to pay all these extras? He's like, we're not. We'll just use real bullets. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he, so he said that. It that is, is hilarious. That's um, funny. That's um, funny. But, uh, <laughs> um, I hope he never actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have the scene, uh, he's asking Bart how he, you know, how he got here. And it shows him and a little kid with his um, mom and dad on a covered wagon. Mm-hmm. And they're they're part of the what they were part of the I almost forgot about it. the wagon train. Yes. Like we weren't exactly part of it. We were bringing up the rear or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did a little research on that. Young Bart was played by Rodney Allen Rippey, who was fairly big on TV in the movies in the mid seventies. I guess this movie might have been the first one he was in. Okay, yeah. I remember him. The name I know the uh, name. From, yeah, from various different things. Special, yeah, especially uh. Bit parts in like six million dollar man. Okay. Shows the time he was. Uh, okay. Uh, I just remember I, I didn't know it was him. I remember I the name. Research on the movie. I'm like, wait, that's Rodney Allen. Okay. Um, he's still out there working too. Hmm. Well, the well, you uh, know what? I guess he's still alive. Yeah. But he wouldn't. He didn't have a big part in the movie. No. He wasn't main character. No. He's about almost my age, pretty much. He was like five. Yeah. Um, and this is where uh, Mo Brooks is. Uh, Jewish Indian character comes up and confronts uh, Bart's family, <laughs> and he's speaking in he's speaking in uh, Yiddish or Hebrew and like, yeah. um, and he's like, "Cop, cop a walk, get out of here." <laughs> and he talks the other, tells the Indian, other Indians like, "They darker than us." Ooh. <laughs> um, and after after this, we have a very famous scene, uh, the farting scene. Yeah. All the cowboys, they're all eating beans, and. Uh, yeah, just letting them rip. First ever uh, audible farts on, on uh, major it movies. It was one of the things that the studio really wanted to cut. Yeah, and uh, in fact, there are a lot of scenes that the studio yeah. wanted to cut. Uh, and Mel Brooks said, "Don't worry about it; I'll take care of it." But he had complete control on his contract. Right, leave right. everything in he wanted. Right. So he would tell the studio, "You don't like it? I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They didn't shut up in the movie. They didn't bother to know. Yeah. Find out. The they only saw what they control. didn't like. Can you get rid of that? Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And and then he, he leaves it all in. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be a movie if he won't be those parts. And, yeah. and I think he, he knew enough going in that then he got the in his contract that yeah. he had final cut. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the farting scene is also where we meet uh, Mongo, and they're talking about. Um, well, uh, Taggart says, I understand there's a new sheriff in town. He wants to kill him. You know, I'll raise a hand. And uh, he's like, let's give him to Mongo. And Mongo uh, chained up like an animal, <laughs> um, uh, played by Alex Karras, which, you know, he's great in here. And, you know, most people, well, if you're old enough, you know him as Webster's dad. Um, of course, he's a, he's a great NFL player. Um, and uh, he did a great job in here. He was suspended not for a couple of years for gambling. Was he? Yeah, one of the things I read about is that uh, for a couple of years that he and mm-hmm. another player, uh, I guess, were betting on other teams in the NFL. Oh, okay. And they got suspended for a year or two, and but they got they came back in. Okay. It wasn't as big a deal back then. Yeah. Not yeah. until Pete Rose got caught. No, no. Well, Pete Pete bet on the Reds. So yeah, yeah, and he was the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the manager too. Um, but uh, yeah, he did. Alex Harris did a date, great job here. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a letter. Uh, um, Waco kid says we got a letter in the mail today. He's like, I don't know what was the letter. He's like, I don't know who it was for. It was just addressed to the deputy state. <laughs> um, and uh, here's a here's a pretty famous line coming up here. Pretty famous line. Uh, uh, you don't have to read this one. You know this one. What? Good morning, ma'am. And then a lovely morning. <laughs> Of yours, nigger. <laughs> Bart, right. Bart is walking through town trying to make right. make good folks, and the first person he meets this sweet little lady. <laughs> good morning, man. Isn't it a lovely morning? <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene is him sitting, uh, staring off into space with Gene yeah. Wilder over, over right. his neck, saying, over his head, uh, yeah, uh, saying, uh, uh, so what did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You got to remember, these are simple farmers, people of the land, the common clay of the New West, you know, morons. Now, one thing I read about yeah. this was that Cleveland Littlewood told that line was coming up. Right. So to him, he heard the first time right then that the expression mm-hmm. you saw on his face and him really laughing real. because he heard for the first time right there <clears throat> and he thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. You know, morons. Yeah. Yep. And we'll be back right after this. you lollygagging around here with them picks and them shovels you'd think it was 120 degrees can't be more than 114 <laughs> dock that chink a day's pay for napping on the job yes sir now come on boys where's your spirit i don't hear no singing when you were slaves you sang like birds Come on, how about a good old nigger work song? I get no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all. So tell me why should it be true? Get a belt out of you. 
some get a kick from cocaine. Hold it, hold it. What the hell is that shit? I meant a song. A real song. Something like Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Swing Low, Chariot. Don't know that one, huh? Well, how about the Camp Town Ladies? The Camp Town Ladies. The Camp Town Ladies. Oh, you know. The Camp Town Ladies sing this song. Doo-dah, doo-dah. The Camp Town racetrack five miles long. All the doo-dah day. Wide, wide world of sports is going on here. I had you people try to get a little track lead, not to jump around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. Sorry, Mr. Taylor. I guess we kind of got caught up. Listen, dummy, the surveyors say they may run into some quicksand up ahead. Better check it out. Okay, I'll send down a team of horses to check out the ground. Horses? Why, we can't afford to lose no horses, you dummy. Send over a couple of niggers. Okay, Mr. Taggart. You and you. Sir. Sir, he uh, specifically requested two niggers. Uh, well, to tell a family secret, my grandmother was a Dutch. <laughs> Get on that hand car and take it down at the end of that line. Just trying to help you out. Get! All right, we're back here on the podcast talking about uh, Blazing Saddles. Uh, this movie uh, on Rotten Tomatoes has a score of 89. 89. It's a pretty good, pretty, pretty good, good score. Yeah. Um, I think it should be higher. I think, yeah. I won't say it's a near perfect movie, but I think it should still be higher. Yeah, I think uh, what keeps it from being higher is some people are probably grossed out by various forms of content. Uh, right. One form right. or another. Right, right, right. The farting scene probably doesn't help uh, some people. but The yeah. words which we've been trying to skirt around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what words is that? What word is that? I said the words, not the word. <laughs> the bird is a word. We haven't even gotten to believe on Stroop yet. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the budget on this movie, $2.6 million. The box office, $119 million, which in 1974 is a massive hit. Oh, yeah. That's a, what, $2.5 to $120 yeah. million almost. That's yeah. a, it's a massive. Is right. that our biggest? Is that our biggest? Multiplier, multiplier yeah. Right now? That's uh, easy what it made 50, versus the budget, yeah. Easy probably. fifty, times fifty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you definitely, yeah. Probably the biggest one. One of the things we uh, measure here is, uh, you know, how much does it cost to make? How much did they gross in, in the box office? And mm-hmm. the movies that had the largest multiplier, obviously, were like mm-hmm. killer. Obviously, Titanic may not have a gigantic multiplier because they have all their special effects. Yeah. Avatar had massive special effects, so right. they probably didn't have it. But uh, you know, take something like the Blair Witch Project, which was made for probably less than a million and still made like 20, 30 million. Yeah. Yeah. Massive multiplier. Yeah. yeah. And then the adjusted uh, box of adjusted for inflation box office on this movie, $618 million. Oh, so if it was released today, $618 million. That's a massive hit. That's up in uh, Marvel yeah. Yeah. territory. Yeah, it, it is. Sure is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's. Um, and I think this movie was released the following year because they didn't have a big blockbuster. 
So they're like, well, this movie did the big yeah, this year. They yeah. released it again in 74. Yeah, they or 75. Yeah, yeah, the next summer, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, back then, a lot of the studios didn't really go season by season. We're going to have the spring movies, the summer movies. They were looking for holiday movies for sure. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Star Wars came along and really blew the summer out of the water. I think yeah. Jaws did too, just before yeah. that. That they started looking at summer movies and the kids being out of school mm-hmm. as the possibility of making that big summer movie. But this movie mm-hmm. probably one of the precursors to actually guide them into it. This one came out in February, though, right? Yeah. But yeah. even so it had big legs and went through the summer. Yeah. 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 It was a massive hit. I mean, uh and uh three Oscar nominations for the movie. Uh Madeline Kahn uh, nominated for supporting actress. Uh, editing for the movie and the oh, song. Oh. He, he was right. He did blow his chance at the supporting Oscar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Harvey Corman actually Corbin. says that in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sacrificing a lot here, including my, my shot at a, as, 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 a, as, a, as an Oscar nomination. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's true, actually. He mentioned that in the movie. Um, and uh, the editing, the song, uh, I think they mean the theme song, but it could have been the Rockbridge song. I can't remember, but uh, it, <laughs> yeah, uh, it won the uh, Writers Guild Award for screen best screenplay. Um, this movie is number six on the AFI, which is the American Film Institute list of greatest comedies of all time. So number six. Uh, but when they on these lists, it's they're saying it's the sixth best comedy. They're not necessarily. Saying that the comedies above it are funnier, but they are comedies. Yeah, you know? okay. You know, you could take it either way. And not the sixth best best movie. No, no. comedy. No. Um, what movies made did better? Uh, well, the- right above this was uh, Duck Soup, the Marx Brothers movie, uh, Annie Hall, Woody Allen movie, Doctor Strange Love, Stanley Kubrick, Tootsie, eh, Some Like It Hot. Wow, Tootsie. <clears throat> yeah. I, mean, I don't think Tootsie's ever rated. Yeah. Tootsie's Dustin Hoffman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's I think more it's dramedy, good. I thought, comedy. It is, but and all those um, are a little more sedate comedy right. compared to the comedies we're used to now with the Ferrelli Brothers mm-hmm. and Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, slapping us around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tootsie. I think Tootsie's on the regular top 100 AFI movies list too. I, I think it's overrated. It's a, it's a good movie, but I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I mean, I could see some Chevy, see something on uh, Chevy Chase or something right. like that. Up there, right. You know, yeah. It's, but, yeah. It's, well, the director was good. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, this movie is also on the, we've mentioned uh, most of the movies on the list so far are the AFI top 400 nominated movies of all time. That's any kind of movie. Um, you know, the, the list has a hundred on it, so it made the, the you know the nomination at least. That's a pretty good. Uh, I didn't mention, but the last movie, Office Space, actually is not uh, on the nominated list, which yeah. which you know the the new version came out in two thousand seven. Surprised me a little because a lot of people talk about the movie, but it's not not on the nominated. New list. version? We didn't talk about a new version. Is there a new version of that? No, the new version of the a new version of the list. list. Okay. The original is 1998. The second was 2000. I don't remember there being two versions of Office Space. No, no. Um, and uh, so the movie was released February 7th, 1974. Um, Andre, do you know where you first saw the movie? Or what you saw it on? Or Which, which movie was it? Blazing Saddles. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh gosh, had to be 87, 88, I was young. Mm -hmm. I was at my grandmother's house and I remember uh, it was on there. Of course, it was a censored version. Right, on TV, yeah. On TV. Same for me. Yeah, so I didn't see all the other. So it was 10 minutes long? Pretty much, (laughs) pretty much. But I remember, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I remember my mother saying that she seen it and and stuff like that. So she had seen it before. Now she was kind of, she was right Mm -hmm. there beside me watching it, of course. Mm -hmm. So she didn't, you know, she was kind of, I don't think she knew, I think she's seen an uncensored version, of Mm -hmm. course. So she was waiting like, you know, kind of jumping because she knew, you know. So it's kind of one of those like, Mm -hmm. and uh, she knew, of course, that word. Mm-hmm. Of course, and of course, back then though they did, you know, like you said, it was very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that was probably about 87, 86, mm-hmm. 87. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a while ago though. But that's what I was what I was telling you. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I still remember it though yeah. because it's one of those. He did like, watch it like last week. Yeah, I did. I had to refresh yeah. my mind. Thank goodness she gave it to me because oh like, yeah, yeah, this is some funny stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw the movie completely uncensored was during the uh, college film uh, group we were part of. But we uh, we showed films on campus oh, at mm-hmm. uh, KU, University of Kansas, uh, the University Film Organization, UFO. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, that was the official one. We were the UFS, University Film Society, mm-hmm. uh, the unofficial film. We would show movies and charge a dollar, two dollars. Oh, we okay. showed MASH, we showed this, we showed a lot of Young Frankenstein, I'm pretty sure I'd seen it on HBO and my friend Kevin's house before this. Uh, and so I knew I probably see parts of Blazing Saddle, but not the official long uncensored version until we played it yeah. on campus and I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, until last week when I saw it again, I did not remember the musical number of Lily Bunched Up. Okay. Um, I'm sure I saw it then, but I think that I've seen a TV version since then where it was cut out for time. Well, yeah, same here. Uh, they cut a lot of things out. I think they, they cut that number out on the TV version of the because uh, it's such a sexual innuendo yeah, number. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's easy to cut the whole thing. Right. I mean, it starts with uh, Bart and the Waco kid go get in the bar and sit down with a beer, and then after the news number, they're handed that letter. Mm-hmm. So you could cut all that out and show them to the bar and then hand the letter. You don't know the music never happens. Yeah, I was I was paying attention at in the middle of the whole uh, scene. I'm like, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. I know for once put all the way through. But I'm thinking, I bet the other times I've seen it were on regular TV, and this got cut out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't remember. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I I saw it on network TV many times when I was probably you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, and network TV, so, you know, everything was cut out. Um, I definitely, that was, I'm sure that was probably the first time I saw it, but I think when the uh, VHS rental craze uh, got going around 84, 85. Thank you, Blockbuster. I, yeah, I definitely rented, uh, I rented this from, this and many other Mel Brooks movies I rented uh, yeah. and watched them uncensored for the first time, you know, even though I was probably 13 or whatever, they didn't care, you know. Uh, and uh, you were using your mom's car, weren't you? No, no, they, they didn't care. <laughs> uh, you could rent whatever, um, didn't, didn't really matter. So, 
Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure broadcast TV was the first time I saw it with everything cut out. So realized later how funny it was uh, for sure. Um, so other movies in theaters at the time of Blazing Saddles. Um, Serpico, The Sting, The Exorcist, Earthquake, oh, man, The Great Gatsby, Sugarland Express. I saw The Sting in the theaters mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, was it Earthquake? Mm -hmm. I saw that in the theaters. Great Gatsby with Robert Redford. I saw that in the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and what was the last one? Sugarland? I did not see Sugarland Express. Right. That was uh, one of the first. Spielberg That's the movies. first uh, Steven Spielberg uh, theatrical movie. Yeah, he did TV stuff, but this was his first. Uh, yeah, I think uh, before I, jobs. I do remember seeing Duel on yeah, TV right. when it came out. Duel was, was like uh, Dennis Weaver. Yeah, uh, I think Close Encounters was the first real Spielberg movie that I remember yeah. on seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember going to see. It went, I didn't go see it because it was Spielberg. I had no idea. Yeah, oh, he did Jaws too, didn't he? Oh yeah, he yeah. did Jaws and, before and, that. I am, but uh, it was it was Richard Dreyfuss. It was science fiction. It was mm -hmm. aliens. Yeah, so. and the sting which we've already covered on our, our podcast is on my list. We've already done that one. So, and the sting was—I didn't see any of those movies in theaters. That are, I may have, but I was two years old. Now, so Serpico was Serpico Al Pacino. Al Pacino, the undercover yeah, cop. Al Pacino. Yeah, I knew it was Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I always get those mixed up. He's got about. He's one of the one of the two. Yeah, it's like, either one of the one two. two. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah, he's got so much facial facial hair there as an undercover cop. Yeah, I'm until he gets shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I've um, watched it. I have and, watched it. And I still haven't seen uh, Great Gatsby, the Redford version. But. That was a good movie back then. I don't know. I haven't seen it forever. I don't know if it holds up. Mm -hmm. I think they did more recent versions. DiCaprio. They did with Leonardo DiCaprio. I haven't seen that one either. I, mean, I read the book in mm -hmm. high school. It's like about being bored out of your mind. Uh, Andre, have you seen any of those movies in theaters? <laughs> None of them. None of them. Um, I was trying to think. Yeah, none of them. I don't think I have. Uh, yeah. Most of them were just, you know. How old, just... How old were you in this movie? <laughs> oh, God. I was 74. 70. <laughs> uh, I wasn't born. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, was I, mean, I have to admit. Yeah. I was 10. You were 10. I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. I was 10. I have seen this. But the other movies, uh, I remember going Saturday afternoon matinees with yeah. the gang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or uh, my grandmother, my dad's mother was living with us at the time. And uh, on Saturday, Sunday, she'd take kids out to see a movie. So we see the PG type movies yeah, at the time. Yeah. Sign Adventure, Towering Inferno. Mm -hmm. I guess they weren't really strictly PG, but you know, mm -hmm. I remember seeing a lot of the movies uh, mm -hmm. the back then. Yeah. And I may have seen a couple of them, but, but I was two at the time. So I don't remember. <laughs> um, probably did see one of them in the theaters, but I don't know which one it was, but um, I don't know. Um, and of course, the director in this movie is Mel Brooks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah, Mel Brooks, yes. Yeah. The great Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, May the shorts be with you. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, right. He just turned 94 uh, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, he should be. And uh, his best friend, Carl Reiner, just died. Yeah, I see that. 97 years old. Yeah. Uh, great Carl Reiner. Did you see the last thing he did? Last tweet? No, the last performance no. of Carl Reiner. No. I don't know if you heard about the. Uh, the in quarantine remake of the princess bride mm -hmm. so a bunch of celebrities decided to remake the movie the princess bride and they all do parts and they filmed it in their homes okay. and oh. the last part was at the end you know at the end of the movie from the princess bride the grandpa's getting up and and fred fred uh, was it fred 
What's Fred's last name? The kid. Oh, it's a uh, Peter. Uh, um, Fred, who's the kid? Fred something. Oh, Fred. Fred. Uh, Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, he's saying Savage. Uh, Savage. Yeah, Fred yeah, Savage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, Grandpa, can you come back tomorrow and, and read the story to me again? Okay. Yeah. And you know what the grandpa says? He says, "As you wish." Yeah. Which is the great end of the movie because right. it leads all the way up to that. So you know what the grandpa is saying. So the last thing Carl Reiner did mm -hmm. was the ending of that movie with his son, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner's in the bed in the cupboard. He goes, Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa, can you come back tomorrow and, and read the story again? And Carl Reiner goes, As you wish. Okay. Oh, and walks out there and says, I they filmed. Yeah. It was, oh, it's heartbreaking to know that, oh, that that was it. And, um, you know, Rob Reiner directed the principal. Princess Bond. Yes. Really? Yes. So he was the director. Oh, I, didn't know yes. that. I didn't know I didn't hear about that though. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I, I I saw a clip like maybe two or three days ago. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That is. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know about that. Yeah, and that was done within the last month, so it was like literally the last thing he did. Hmm. Um now the uh we were talking a little bit about uh, Mel Brooks him trying to get this movie made and how he had, uh, he had, you know, you want to mention how he had, he had cut final cut. He had final cut. And, uh, so it was in his contract that, uh, he had control over everything in the movie and the studio executive would come by there. They do a read of this or that. And like, mm, we don't like that. We don't like even those words. We don't like the, the sexual stuff with Lily Bunch stuff. We don't like all the farting. We don't like this. Mm -hmm. And Mel Brooks with some, don't worry, I'll take care of it. <laughs> of course, he left everything in. Yeah. Because he had final cut. He knew if he cut all that stuff out, on, like you said, 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. 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 And the whole point of it was the shock, the putting everything in the context of humor so that mm -hmm. you could more easily digest it. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you didn't have it all in there, there's no point to that. Yeah. Yeah. No. That even at this point, even though he did have Final Cut and he had his movie he wanted, they go, they weren't going to release it um, because they just they thought you know it wasn't worth the money. I mean, like they didn't think it was going to make money because people would be so pissed off about the movie. Um, even though it wasn't worth the advertising, basically to even release it, so it was done. It was complete the way it is. They weren't going to release it. So Mel Brooks. Um, uh, went around to all the all the secretaries in the Warner Brothers lot, and he invited him. He, had, he rented a theater that night. He invited them all to a free screening. So there were I don't know hundreds of secretaries or whatever at the screening, and they all absolutely loved it. So the next morning, the next day, they're all telling their bosses and calling their bosses, "You need to release this movie." Oh man! So that's nice. Um, that's, nice. that's basically what happened there. <laughs> you know, there was one line that was cut. You know what? I forget what it was now. What was uh, it? So in the scene where uh, Lily Bunched Up is, is seducing Black Park, she turns mm -hmm. the lights out yeah. and she goes, is it true what they say about you? Oh, it's true. It's true. The next line was cut and it was, uh, please, man, you're sucking on my arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shut <laughs> Yeah, that's no, right. That's right. Really? Yes, that's please, right. man, you're sucking on my arm. Yeah. Um, so that okay. line was cut. Okay. Okay. The only line that was cut. Okay. Apparently. All right. <laughs> um, I have a list here of the top 10 most successful comedies of all time. Um, um, obviously, Blazing Saddles is relative here. Um, and this, I can't remember if this is, uh, I don't think this is just replacing. This, 
This is adjusted for inflation. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. Um, number 10 is Mrs. Dotfire. Number nine is MASH. Number eight is It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Number seven, Smoking the Bandit. Number six, Tootsie. Number five, Animal House. Number four, Blazing Saddles. Number three, Beverly Hills Cop. Number two, Home Alone. Number one, Ghostbusters. I've seen them all. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Ghostbusters? Number one. Yeah. For money, yeah. Oh, for money. I'm sorry. I guess that's Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. This is not comedic. No, no, no. No, no. This oh, is just I'm dollars. Sorry. This is box office. Oh, right. box office. Dollars. Dollars. Oh, gotcha. Although, um, I, I really wish they'd go to ticket sales. I like ticket sales. Yeah, yeah. So, Star Wars is another well, comedy. Oh, comedy. Oh, comedy. Just comedy. Okay. Just comedy. Okay. okay. And the top five movies are all on my list. Ghostbusters is the or e. Star Wars. I know E.T. That's not a comedy. Oh, it's not a comedy. I find I find it funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love ET. Oh yeah. man, whenever y'all do ET, yeah, I've got to. Obviously, ET's yeah. my favorite. Is it on the list? It's not on the list. Oh no. no. Okay, it could be on your list. Yeah, it'd be on my. Just, <laughs> yeah, ET. Yeah. ET's. But, but the top five movies. Uh, top five movies on the list are all on my list. So, hmm. and Smoking the Bandit came close, and this is Doubtfire. Some consideration too. Yeah. yeah. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Didn't make your list. Nah, nah. Who oh, was in that? Uh, that was one of those classic uh, race comedies across the state where, where they have 20 different people, all stars in their own movies, all playing mm -hmm. bit parts, and they're racing to right. get a treasure. It's a bunch of comedians. And crisscrossing over. Oh, it's 1962, 63. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. With, yeah. with Spencer Tracy as the straight guy. And someone's three hours long. What's going oh. on. Yeah. And everyone else racing. I mean, it's good. It's yeah, very yeah. good, but yeah. Definitely not in my favorite. Tracy, <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's the yeah. Um, and the tagline for this movie: <clears throat> Mel Brooks in the West, together for the last time. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good one. Um, a little backstory on uh, Blazing Saddles is, is a big fuck you to Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged. Uh, Taggart is Taggart is named after the main character in Atlas Shrugged. Right. Um, and uh, basically the premise of. Uh, of, of Atlas Shrug, I guess, is uh, if you're good at your job, you get to be a big, big of an asshole as you want. So this movie is kind of making fun of that premise. So, uh, do you know the original title of this movie? Uh, it went through several titles. Uh, I know Black Bart was the primary working title. In fact, right. in the scene where Teddy's going to the theater mm -hmm. where Blazing Saddles is playing, yeah. On the posters in the background, you can see it's called Black Bart, even okay. though it says Blazing Saddles on the marquee, mm -hmm. and they dropped that in with, with special effects. Mm -hmm. um, but when it's going into the theater, you can see it says Black Bart because they didn't know what they were going to name it. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. But there was another name. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was. And then he, they settled on Blazing Saddles because he, he didn't like the names until he like came out of the shower and had an epiphany. Blazing yeah. Saddles. That's yeah. It. The original title was Tex X. Tex X, yes. As an as homage a, to Malcolm X. Malcolm X. <laughs> no. Yeah. Tex X. As a reference to reference to Malcolm X. Tex, Tex X. X. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then it became Black Bart. Yeah. And then Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that surprised me. <laughs> That's a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Mel Brooks actually, when they were looking for people to be the Waco kid, uh, Mel Brooks actually went up to John Wayne and and uh, John Wayne says, I will be the first one in line to buy a ticket to this movie, but I cannot be in this movie. Yeah. It's too dirty, <laughs> which is true. He couldn't have done this. Um, yeah. um, and it's the first movie we said to have audible farting in it. Uh, 
Johnny Carson also turned down the role of Wicked Kid. That would surprise me for sure. Oh, um, and uh, the old lady uh, in the movie, she was born in 1894. Really? Yeah. Uh, she was so she was about 79E when they filmed it. Liam Dunn uh-huh. plays the preacher. Right. It's 56 years old in this movie. And I say that because I'm 56. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I look for. People who were born when I was born, 63, uh-huh. and were close to my birthday, or people who, I look at the ages, who was my age I am now when they make the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we, we talked about was office space, and no one in there was close to my birthday or my age, but mm-hmm. in this movie, Liam Dunn is my age. So, mm-hmm. so uh, of all the people in the movie, he's the one I'm most supposed to associate with right now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we also look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, this is something I found out a few weeks ago. Uh, Mel Brooks's governor is Lepetamine, and I always thought it was just unusual. Oh, I know. Under choice. It is not. So, it's a specific choice. Yes, it is. And one of my favorite podcasts, The Omnibus, did an episode about Lepetamine like three weeks ago. The, uh, the performer from France? Yes. <laughs> Lepetamine was a famous flatulist. He was a farter. He was a professional farter. He could make himself fart. He could fart, and he would, I guess, go up on stage with a oh, megaphone, or not a megaphone, but some kind of amplifying device. He, he could apparently blow out a candle two feet behind him. Yeah. He oh could suck gosh. air into his ass and play songs and yes. do other things. Come on. He was professional... So lepetamine, a peta is a fart, mm-hmm. French for fart, and main is the, the version of maniac. So he was a fart maniac. Mm-hmm. Only Mel Brooks, man. Yeah. Only Mel so, Brooks. So the part he played was a fart maniac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. The governor fart maniac. Yeah. The symbolism is unbelievable in this movie. I mean, yeah. you are telling me stuff that I'm just like, you notice I'm looking at you like, people throw stuff in. Serious? Sometimes just throw away stuff just. Just for goof, and sometimes they really want to stick it to someone. And yeah, you do a little research on a movie, or do a little deep diving. Yeah, something, you find something. Like, I watched that all these years. I never knew that. I never knew this until last couple weeks. I was just doing that. Uh, yeah, Lepetamine. Yeah, and, and I thought it was an unusual mo- name. Right. I always thought that. Yeah. In some movies, you see unusual names. Like, That's probably there for a reason, and you forget about just, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This time it popped up in my little trivia search. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a very that's a really yeah. good trivia, sir. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. So if anyone ever calls you lepetamine, you know what they're saying. You know what they're saying. Yeah. You bet, and you better hope you've been quiet. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Silent yes. but deadly. Yes. That's it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. And uh, I looked up uh, just curious. Lepetamine was alive when Blazing Saddles took place. Took place. Eighteen seventy-four. He didn't sue, did he? No, no. Okay. Um, but he was not famous until well after 1874. Okay. So, you know. Um, was he alive when this movie came out? No, he's not. Okay. Um, here's, but, here's, but, but, but his performances lingered on. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But here's a nice little uh, piece of uh, trivia. I, I looked up when he was born and died. Okay. So Lepetamine, the real Lepetamine, died August 8th, 1945. Okay. Wow. Uh, the Hiroshima bomb was dropped August 6th, 1945. Yeah. Nagasaki was dropped August 9th, 1945. So the most famous farter in history died between the two 
atomic bombs. And I think there's a joke there. There has to be yeah, a joke. There's, there's something in there. Right. I think it takes a little uh, a little working on this one, but it'll come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is too funny. So we'll get back and uh, talk about the story a bit here before we take a break. Um, the um, we uh, we were getting ready to get to the uh, part where Mon Mongo punches the horse. And uh, Waco Kid, you know, uh, Bert's going back to, you know, confront him and he gets his gun and, and Waco Kid says, if you shoot him, you'll just make him mad. Um, so he gets the candy gram. So he walks in a, in a candy gram outfit, candy band for Mongo, which basically it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Mm -hmm. he even ends with the Looney Tunes music. Um, and uh, you have Taggart and Lamar talking. Um and uh, Taggart says, golly, Mr. Lamar, you use your tongue prettier in a $20 or. Um, <laughs> and uh, Lamar just hate, really hates him, like the, how country he is, basically. Um, and uh, uh, Bart comes back and, you know, after he defeats Mongo, he said, he was nothing. The bitch was inventing the candy gram. Um, and then you have the old woman comes back with the pie to... Uh, Oh, yeah. To uh, talk to uh, Bart. She gives him the pie and uh, she says to him, Hold on. Man, something's in my eye. Oh, good, good evening, Sheriff. <laughs> Sorry about the up. <laughs> Sorry about the up. You're a nigger. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then. Paul's <laughs> like, and uh, awesome. so we see uh, we Louis Van Stroop is here, uh -oh. and uh, the great Madeline Kahn uh, yeah. singing "I'm Tired." I'm tired. And I don't know if I noticed this before, but you know, <clears throat> she in the song she's singing, she's kind of like da, 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 da. Yeah. she's kind of like whatever, killing time, and she reaches for a a thing yeah, and, and misses it, and she's kind of like she's tired. She's yeah, exactly. She's, tired, yeah. she's just screwing around and doesn't really. You know, I, I don't know if she you know, acts like she doesn't care. Basically, I like when she has the uh, the guy. Um, she asked the guy, "Are you in show business?" I said, "No." And get your freaking feet off the stage. <laughs> and uh, she talks to the one guy. Says, "Is that a ten gallon hat, or are you just enjoying the show?" Uh, you have the German shoulders, soldiers in the background. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I got the impression that she was looking for Bart. It wasn't just part of the act that she was looking for Bart, who was. Back in the corner, behind the curtain, with uh, with Gene Wilder, with the Waco kid, yep. so he wasn't out amongst everyone else. And she was there to find him, and I think she was uh, doing the act to lure him in, of course. But mm -hmm. she was also looking for him. She, she came down uh, into the crowd at one point, but she went back up. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she was looking for Bart. I think it was part of the whole her act it was, you know, obviously to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at her, she's really like looking around. Oh, true, really confused, true. and I. You might consider it part of her act as I'm tired off stuff. But I think she was looking for part. Yeah. I think it was never came in because it wasn't really necessary to say all that. Yeah. And we'll be back right after this. And right here, Mr. Lamar, is where we run into the quicksand. Quicksand, quicksand, splendid. And so the railroad has got to go through Rock Creek. Rock Creek, Rock Creek, splendid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rock Creek. 
Rockridge. Be still, Taggart, be still. Yes, sir. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. Ditto. Ditto? Ditto, you provincial putz. I'm sorry, sir. Plan, plan. Need a plan. What in the hell was that? Now, let's see. Where were we? Oh, Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. Yes, when that railroad goes through Rock Ridge, that land will be worth millions. And I want it. I want that land so badly. I can taste it. There must be a way. Clumsy fool. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. There might be a legal precedent. Of course. Land snatching. Let's see. Land, la land, sea snatch. Snatch. Ah, Haley versus United States. Haley seven, United States nothing. You see, it can be done. Can be done. Unfortunately, there is one thing that stands between me and that property. The rightful owners. There must be some way of scaring them off, driving them out, of getting rid of every human being alive. Uh, uh, oh, it's down the hall and to the left. No, I sir, what, sir. What? I got it. You do? What, what, what? I know how we can run everybody out of Rock Ridge. How? We'll kill the firstborn male child in every household. Too Jewish. Let's see. I got it, I got it! What? We'll work up a number six on them. Number six? I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one. Well, that's where we go riding into town. A whopping and a whopping. Every living thing that moves within an inch of its life. Except the women folks, of course. You spare the women? No, we rape the shit out of them at the number six dance later on. That's marvelous. That's so creative. Ow! My Taggart, you've been hurt. Oh, that uppity nigger went and hit me on the head with a shovel. I'd sure appreciate it, sir, if you could find it in your heart to hang him up by his neck until he was dead. Got him locked up downstairs. Consider it done, stout oh, fellow. Okay, we're back here on the podcast uh, talking about Blazing Saddles, and we're about to do the game that we do every week. Uh, it's called Last Man Stanton. Uh, the rules of the game is uh, we pick an actor. Uh, this week we're actually going to have two actors, but we pick an actor, and <clears throat> we take turns naming uh, movies that have been been in, and uh, TV shows don't count. Uh, TV movies don't count, uh, only theatrical uh, movies. And we take turns uh, naming movies they've been in. Animated movies count. Animated movies count, uh, voiceovers count, documentaries count, as long as they were in theaters. And if they directed it counts. And if they're a director of the movie, that also counts. Um, and, um, and this week, uh, since we have a, a, a guest, uh, Andre Rohn, uh, we're going to ask him to pick uh, two names, and we're all going to play those names, and these names don't have to be in order. You can pick one or the other. It doesn't matter. And when you finally can't think of a name, then you're out. And so, Andre, what two names, what two actors would you like us to play this time? I have chosen for my actors the great Clint Eastwood okay. and the great Denzel Washington. All right. All right. Okay, and it's up to you. Would you like to go first, second, or third? Oh, God. I'll go first. I'll take it out of the way. All right. All right. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and Paul, would you like to go? I want to go second. You want to go second? I guess I, I want. No, no, I want you to go fourth. Okay, I want to go third then. Um, so Andre uh, started off. Clint Eastwood and Denzel Washington. All right. So I just have to pick a, a pick a uh, the movie that they were both in. No, no, any, no, no, any no. movie either one was in. Okay, yeah. or directed, or directed. Yeah, and that's the thing. I was going to say that real quick. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that Clint Eastwood yes. directed, and yes. I'm like, I didn't want to do them because I thought it was just he had to be an actor. Well, in I it. didn't, I didn't clarify that. I was like, yeah. don't go it, but yeah. that's fine. Though. We yeah. still got a, a good, a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood. I mean, Denzel Washington, Glory. Um, uh, and just say no. We go. Oh, do we go? go okay. And you don't have to say which actor. Oh, good. Oh, just say the movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just say the movie. Right, right, right. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna go with the play Misty for me. Okay. I'll go with uh, Malcolm X. Um, Firefox. Unforgiven. Mystic River. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. um, the Preacher's Wife. Training Day. I'll go with... Uh, Every which way but loose. The good, the bad, the ugly. Every which way you can. <laughs> yeah. The sequel. With Clyde. Yeah. Uh, in the line of fire. The equalizer. Equalizer two. Um. Thank goodness he didn't have a subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man on Fire. The Manchurian Candidate. Out of Time. Uh, Sudden Impact. Dirty Harry. Oh, I'm about to say that. Too. <laughs> uh, I don't know when it was says it. Uh, the, the, in, like, the enforcer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go with. Uh, critical condition. Deja vu. I like that movie. Mm -hmm. Tightrope. Hmm. I go with. Uh, J. Edgar. The Mew. Grand Arena. Trouble with the Curve. That's a movie too, man. That's right. Um, Hurricane. I can't remember that movie. I don't want to get wrong. Let's not go something else. Um, Tail Rider. Um, we'll go with uh, Million Dollar Baby. A Fistful of Dollars. For a few dollars more. Paint your wagon. 
Oh man, <laughs> I saw that in the theaters. Um, oh man, let me think for a second. If I'm, not, I hope I said the title right. I'm not sure. If, if you're, if you're not sure, you can say another one. Okay. Um, it's just the point where you can't think of anything. You're definitely out. You okay. Know. The debaters. I don't know. And I'm not familiar with it. I mean, you might be right, but I don't. I don't yeah, know. it's it's a, he. I have to put. I got to go down, but it's a debaters. He was basically a, a professor or a teacher, and he was constructing a debate team, mm -hmm. an all black <laughs> debate team. Yeah. Not a very known Disney I mean, movie. Yeah. Did I see Training Day? No. Training day. Okay. How did I do that? Yeah. Um, he won an Oscar for that. He was brutal. He was Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think it was him. Ethan Hawke was the, uh, the other guy. Yeah. 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 Ethan Hawke did good supporting actor too, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Space Cowboys. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, that was a good one too. That was a good one. Um, remember the Titans. Mm -hmm. Kind of my dirty hairy movies a lot. Hey, we've only got we only got three of these. Yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen them all, if I'm not mistaken. I just came up again. Pulling the name of absolute power. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm really um. Carbon copy. <sighs> that's that's one I was saving. Wow. <laughs> Out of your back pocket. That's the one I was saving. That's, yeah. That's, that's on my George Seagull list, too. Yeah, exactly. Holy cow. Yeah. Heartbreak Ridge. Oh. That's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorites. Tapping out. Tapping out. Tapping no, out. Paul. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm swimming with images, but I can't pull. Same here. I'm looking at the movies up. I'm looking at the uh, the movie. Yeah. Screen. You know the the the, yeah. the built the you know what's it I'm trying to go through the, go through the um, scenes I can pull up. Mm -hmm. like, uh, but they're running together for some reason. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Okay. That's fairly new, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, five years ago, maybe something. Yeah. The outlaw Josie Wells. Oh, I had thought of that earlier too. Mm -hmm. uh, Only reason I knew that because it was it was playing on uh, TBS or TNT, or no, no, American Movie Classic. Movie Classic. I watched that a lot. But I'm out. And now I think of three other ones. Of course, it's always hindsight. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Flight. Oh, that's a good one too. That was good. That was really good. Um, let's see here. Uh, 
everything. Come on, come on. He got game. Mo better blues. The bridges of Madison County. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm just looking at the big ones here. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, I did have that name for that movie. Oh. No, I'm upset. Uh, I think I'm done. I know there's 50 more movies, but I... I, I tell someone, when I look at this, I'm like, oh, my God. How many, how, uh, so you won, Andre, congratulations. But yeah. how many... You want to rattle off some more? Do you have any more? Oh, gosh. You don't oh. have to, but oh. you do. There's I, so many movies. There's so That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to think of some older movies, because I've seen a lot of clips. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of more Denzel. Like, mm-hmm. of course, Glory. Uh, I didn't yeah. think of um, um, oh, that's fine. And then there's, oh gosh, oh man, come on, come on, Denzel. This, oh man. Um, I mean, you already won, so no I, I don't, I don't. Can I flip it over? Well, oh yeah. Was there any more Spike Lee movies he was in? Uh, school days, school days, school days. School days. I don't. He I might have been. So. I know, but I that was so. Spike Lee. But I don't think so. I don't think he was. I know. Um, I know Fishburne was in it. Um, let me see. American Gangster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Philadelphia. Oh yeah. <laughs> a Soldier Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a, such a good movie too. Fallen. Oh, no. Bone Collector. Yes. Bone Collector with uh, Bone Collector was with uh, what's her name? Angelia. Yeah. Was it Angelina Jolie? Yeah. And John Q. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Okay. But Magnum Force. Magnum Sudden Force. Impact. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said something. Sudden Impact. Richard yeah. Jewel. I had Richard Jewell in my yeah, head. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of it. was called Jewel or Richard Jewell. Right, Jewell. right. I uh, thought about that when I couldn't think of the title for sure. Yeah. Man, I fire. Got the Fences. The, ro- the Rookie. Yep. Fences. Yep. It's, oh, Inside Man is one of my favorite movies, too. Um, yeah. And I was even thinking about it. Did someone say Unforgettable? I didn't, yeah. I said that. Usually, oh, okay. oh, the Book of Eli. Yep. Another good the movie. Book of Eli. How did I forget? And the, Ma- yeah. the Magnificent Seven, the remake. Yeah. Yep. Philadelphia. Right. I watched that one two oh, weeks ago. Just now, yeah. yeah. Magnificent yeah, Seven. Two Guns. With Chris Pratt. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Two Guns. Based on two Guns with yep. Wal- Wal- Based on a comic book. I liked it. Uh, Walberg, Mark. Safe Wal- House. Safe House, yeah. That was a good movie. Too many movies. That was fun. That was fun. Is when you get to the point mm-hmm. like I know there's like hundreds of movies I, I that and I'm uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah it's it's time to get back to uh, discussing more of the rest of the movie here um and we have here uh, right after Lily von Stuck uh, meets with Bard in a room and uh, she asks him uh, is it true he says it's true it's true it's true and then in the dark. And uh, you see Bart uh, eating sausage right after the scene. Um, that is right. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, this is when he meets his, uh, this is when he meets his uh, Charlie, his old friend. Renee's back with him. Yep. So he got a line here for you. <laughs> when, oh he meets, when Charlie comes back. Get these eyes going. And says, uh, says to Bart right here. Oh, what is it? Oh, shoot. I can move. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god. You shitty nigger. You shifty. Oh, you shifty nigger. 
they said you were die, uh, were hung, was hung, and they were right. Yeah, they were both right. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, this is when uh, Taggart calls him uh, not Taggart, but uh, I can't remember what's his name's character. Um, wow. Yeah, he uh, he says um, he says he says that something to him, and uh, uh, Bart says, "Watch that boy shit, redneck. You talking to the sheriff of Rock Ridge?" And uh, Tag and Tagger says, "With that, don't beat all. We took the good time and trouble to slaughter every lost Indian in the West, and for what? So they can appoint a sheriff that's blacker than any Indian. I am depressed." And then this is where uh, Lyle says his line here. Oh Lord, let me see. Oh man, so easy. My okay. Excuse me, Taggart. Taggart, sir. I do. I do. I can't barely see this. I do hate to see you like this. What? What if me and <laughs> oh god? What if me, me and boys was to shoot to shoot that nigger dead? Would that pay you up some? <laughs> and uh, he says it might help. Um, and you see the list of uh, people in line um, for the uh, for Hedy uh, Lamar and people in line. Um, and one guy says he's asking their qualifications. He says murder, rape, arson, and rape. He said you rape. You said rape twice. He's like, I like rape. And uh, and then the next guy's got gum in his mouth, and uh, he's like, "Is that gum? Is that gum?" And uh, did you bring enough for everybody? That's um, right. Yeah. And uh, this is the part where uh, the Waco kid and Bart are hiding behind the rock, and they see the clan members. And he says, "Where are the where are the white women at?" Which is definitely a, a very well known, uh, very well known line. Um, and you see the Mexican guys; they're asking for badges. Badges we don't stink mean they're stinking badges. Which is treasure Sierra Madre, yes. you know, reference. Um, and then uh, Bart says, and "Now for my next impression, Jesse Owens." <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, he says, you know, Lamar says, man, you'll be risking your lives. Well, most certainly I'll be risking an Academy Award nomination or a best supporting actor. Um, and we haven't talked about the joke about him saying, correcting people with Headley. People call him, hey, hey, Lamar, it's Headley. I think we talked about a little bit. Well, we did. We talked about the story, but. Just the way he does it. That's great. Yeah. Um, and Hedley says uh, to the whole group, now go do that voodoo that you do so well. Um, and I noticed with the crowd, uh, first of all, Mel Brooks is one of the people in the crowd. Yeah. He's, he's, in, got, the, uh, he's in the aviator outfit. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the odd guy with the aviator glasses on. Yeah. Um, and you see, uh, they're on horses, but you see bikers, but they can't handle bars. They're on horses, but got the hand. They're on a high, <laughs> yeah, like a Harley Davidson yeah. handlebar. Yeah. The chopper horses, uh -huh. yeah. Um, got the hogs. and they got the. Uh, they come up with the idea of the toll booth, so the whole group gets to the toll booth and uh, to slow them down. Yeah, and uh, someone's got to go back and get a whole mess of dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you see, soon after this, you see the uh, they make it through the uh, toll booth and they get over and they're. You know, shooting the uh, dummies in the town, basically yeah. cardboard stand-ups. Soon after this, uh, the camera pans over to Warner Brothers Studios, 
as if you thought anything was real in this movie anymore. Exactly. You see Dom DeLuise on stage. What got me is that uh, they they went to the, they built this whole fake set. Mm -hmm. They're all flats. They knocked mm -hmm. them over. Mm -hmm. Some biggins knocked them over. But when they panned up and away, they were full buildings. So the whole fight they were doing that fake time when they pulled up mm -hmm. and away, it was in a real full building town that was right. a lot. Mm -hmm. That's right. As they went, then they went over to the Busby Berkeley yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you have Don DeLuise there, the director of this uh, mu lavish musical, and then the Cowboys break through the walls in yep. the studio, and Taggart and Don DeLuise are about to fight, and he, Don DeLuise says something to him, but. Tiger says, piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. <laughs> not in the face. Not in the face. That's it. Punch in the stomach. And then the commissary, uh, Hitler's sitting there in the commissary eating. I like that actor, uh, Menza. Yeah. He's been yeah. A, lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has. I recognize him right away. First he was on Night Court a lot or something like that. If you remember the TV show Banachek, he was the I know the name. He was a chauffeur. So, yeah. Oh, was it? He was a chauffeur. He was and, the buddy chauffeur. And the guy now. The guy asked Hitler how many days you got left. He's like, they lose me right after the bunker scene. <laughs> um, and everyone running out of the Warner Brothers main gate. Uh, Lamar hails a cab. Uh, he's taking me up this picture. So he goes to the Grauman's Chinese Theater, which is where they have the, the handprints. The handprints, that's right. And uh, where Blazing Saddles is playing. Um, and, and you see uh, just some couple like looking at uh, looking at the handprints. And the woman says, look, Carmen, it's Hedley Lamar's shoes. Hedley Lamar's shoes. And he walks by, Hedley. Hedley. <laughs> Harvey Corman. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, great Harvey Corman. Uh, yeah. Great, yeah. I, I mentioned this earlier on the cast or, or in the middle of time, but as he's walking by there, going to the theater, the the poster is for Black Bart. Yeah, you did. They, yeah. they didn't, mm -hmm. have, didn't have the name yet set in stone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so during the movie, they still didn't have. They didn't. They didn't they have they until the last. It was well, after it was done. You know, after it was completely yeah. done. Released. So, so when he's, when he's remake he's, the title when he's put it, but, coming up in the cab yeah. to, to the uh, movie, this is Blazing Saddles and the Marquee. That was put in with, with mm -hmm. special effects afterwards. Mm -hmm. wow. Originally, it said Black Bart. Oh, okay. And then okay. He's, as he's going into the poster, say Black Bart, because that's the working title at the moment. But when they finally decide on the title, Blazing Saddles, mm -hmm. which is the iconic Mel Brooks That's it. Mm -hmm. Brooks title. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, ch they change that afterwards. Yeah. So the movie comes out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, they're sitting in the, the Waco kid has a tub of popcorn in his hand. Um, like, like, uh, and they, I noticed they also ride the horses to a limo. Yeah. Yeah. Get on top of the hill. Yeah. They were in there. Uh, Black Bart and Waco kid going to watch the end of the movie after the right. Headley. Right. Headley. Yeah, after the defeat Headley, and uh, and you know, the kids got a tub of popcorn. Then they go back to the rest of the movie, and it's Black Bart saying goodbye, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. and he leaves the town people, and he's going out of town. There's the wicked kid waiting for him with the tub of popcorn. Right, back that's what movie. I meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got the tub of popcorn. And they get on their horses and ride away, and they follow him halfway across the screen. They get off the horses and get into a limo. That's and, it. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, so we have a feature we have on here called "Who's Your Guy." Okay. And basically, it, it could be a someone with one line. It could be whoever. It'd be your favorite character from the movie. So, Andre, who's your guy in this movie? Oh, guy or girl? It had to be Black Bart, of course. Okay. Yeah. 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 Of course. He's yeah. He was perfect for this. He movie. was perfect. Yeah. Cleveland, little, little yeah. humbly, like we was talking about before. Mm -hmm. 
you said, you know, Richard Pryor, I know he had helped Mel Brooks mm-hmm. with it, but yeah. I don't think it would have been the same. No. If Cleveland, I mean, if Richard Pryor did it. Yes. Yeah. No, I, right. I can't see him doing it. That's just what right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, who's your guy? Um, one of the few surviving actors, mm-hmm. uh, Gilliam, played Lyle. Mm-hmm. His character was just mm-hmm. so enthusiastically evil yeah. and not very good at it. Yes. But uh, he put a hundred percent into that part. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he was my guy. Uh, yeah. Of all, all the people in there, I mean, everyone was over the top, uh, up and down, mm-hmm. uh, d- delivering everything like crazy. Uh, but I liked the the beat, uh, pulled his character out. So. Okay. My guy was the Slim Pinkman's character, uh, Taggart. He's just uh, he's pretty much playing himself. But <laughs> Slim Pinkman's is great. When, when they were making the movie, he pulled his trailer up into the uh, the desert where they were filming the desert, and he had his trailer out there. And at nighttime, we'd be sitting out in front of his his, his uh, trailer with his, with his shotgun, his mm-hmm. coffee, or booze, or whatever, uh, waiting for the next day to start. So he literally pulled his whole his own trailer out in the middle really? of the desert, so he had some place to be. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Why do we have a shotgun out there? Well, just Coyotes or whatever. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. out the middle. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Um, here's another thing we deal here. Uh, we have a top ten villains list. It's a running total, running running countdown of the movies we've done so far. Each movie has a villain, but they don't necessarily make the list. But it's ranking of how villains gotcha. they are. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the top ten, and then uh, we're gonna pick a villain from this movie. Um, and uh, so far, uh, right now, our current top 10 is uh, number 10 is Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes. Number nine is Shelly Runyon from The Contender. Number eight is Johnny Favorite from Angel Heart. Number seven is War from the movie Three Kings. Number six is Jack from The Shining. Number five is Nazi Germany from The Great Escape. Number four is Rusty Nail from Joyride. Number three is Buddy from Baby Driver. Number two is Hans Gruber from Die Hard. And number one is the Xenomorph from Alien. That's our current list right now. So now we got to figure out who the, who's the villain in this movie. The obvious, yeah, Hedley Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. Then there's the inobvious, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Yeah, the inobvious villain, Warner Brothers, who wanted to scuttle the movie, who wanted to take out all the good things, who wanted to turn it into a five minute short. I'm just throwing it out there. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone in here is so played for comedic value, even right. Lamar right. as a villain is very effective. No one, no one is very no. effective except Bart. He's just the best. Yeah. Uh, so we have to look at one of the real villain in this movie, lift this studio, but at the same time, the studio did release it. They did get it made. And did mm-hmm. it. I can't find any villain worthy of going on the list. Mm-hmm. But I would say the villain in the movie would be the Warner Brothers censors, not Warner Brothers, the studio, but the censors. The people okay. that wanted to cut this down to a uh, Laurel Hardy short. Yeah. yeah. A, a Laurel and Hardy handshake. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Warner Brothers censors. Warner Brothers censors. They're so, the villains, but uh, they were defeated just like the town. Yeah. Not, not just like Headley Lamar. Mm-hmm. So, so what, uh, where would he be on the list? Would be. No. Not going to make this. Not make the list. Okay. They're an amorphous film like war and like uh, Nazi Germany, but the movie was made. The movie was put out. It was yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. They weren't effective. Uh, that's a primary 
thing for whether or not to get a list. And if the film is really good and, and really gets things done, they can make the list. If, if they can't really get it done, yeah, they may be the villain, but they're good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now it's time to talk about uh, the list. And the last thing we'll do is you guys try to guess where it is on my top 100. Um, but first, uh, you, Andre, you can say where would it be on your top 100 if you had one. Of this this movie right here? Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It has to be a good – just the way I was laughing down there mm -hmm. uh, for comedic value. Mm -hmm. Over – you know, I mean, uh, the comedic value of it was unbelievable. I mm -hmm. mean, I was laughing. I was almost in tears sometimes, just mm -hmm. laughing. Like I was laughing here, mm -hmm. reading the lines. Um, we're going to – I at least got to say top 25. Mm -hmm. okay. A good, strong top 25. Maybe possibly even higher than that. Mm -hmm. Um, because the the comedic value was just it was just it was, just, it was just so funny. I'm sorry, just bottom line, it was funny. Mm -hmm. It's one of the funniest things. And, yeah, it's still life out funny. I put it, my top, I put it in my top twenty easy. Top twenty. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you both uh, now get to uh, guess where it is on my. I'm gonna put it in your top twenty. Let me okay. see where we put. So he has a he has a list of the ones okay. we've done so far. So he knows what numbers they so are. I know that. So he typically past, tries to pick based on my reaction. The, last, your, the last movie we did was Office Space. It was his number thirteen. Okay. Uh, other top twenty movies we've hit before: The Contender at number nine, Baby Driver at ten, Airplane at sixteen, <laughs> and Wag the Dog at eighteen. Plus Back to the Future's at twenty three. I see your top twenty. I'm gonna go 15. It is 24 in my list. Oh, wow. 24. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, I should have knew that because I remember how much you liked that movie. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I remember you saying that you really liked that movie. It's funny because uh the last podcast we talked about office space and uh mm -hmm. I put it way down the list. And after he puts tells me that it's way up on the list at uh, number 13, he's talking about how many times he's watched this probably more than any other movies on the <laughs> list. I'm like, I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. That little bit of information would have been good. Uh, yeah. But I got that sense that this was up there on the list. I thought, I thought yeah. top 20, I'm glad I was within oh, yeah. 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 I would come out, <laughs> I would come out my room, my room and uh, I remember, I remember we would say stuff and I'm like, uh, I forgot what to whip it out. Let's whip it over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I knew it. Yeah. It's good. yeah. Um, so the next thing we talk about is uh, what didn't make the list. And this is where I talk about a movie that didn't make the list that usually is tied into the movie we just talked about, Bleeding Saddles. So this one is easy for me to suck about here is History of the World Part One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did not make my top 100, but man, when I was. 13 years old, one of my now. favorite movies. He has one of my funniest lines ever. Mm -hmm. Sire, the peasants, they're revolting. I know, they stink on ice. Yeah, yeah. I still love that map. Yeah, well, the piss boy line, I love the piss boy. And everyone knows it's good to be the king. Yeah. Even if good. you don't know the movie, you know the line. Sure. It's good to be the king. Um, and uh, man, when I was like 13 years old or something, this is like I said, when VHS stores, rental stores were just getting going. I ran that. That was probably it's probably my top five movies of all yeah, time back then. Right. Um, I imagine this and Porky's would have been. Uh, yes, yes, Porky's. Thirteen-year-old kids, any Mel Brooks and Porky's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah especially Porky's with all the nudity. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, Gabby, can you see him yet? It's yours coming. Ring out the church bells. Rack up the band. 
committee, it is my privilege to extend a laurel and hearty handshake to our new nigger. Excuse me while I whip this out. By the power vested in me, by the Honorable William J. LaPetamaine. I hereby assume the duties of the office of sheriff in and for the township of Rockridge. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let us not allow anger to rule the day. As your spiritual leader, I implore you to pay heed to this good book and what it has to say. <laughs> Son, you're on your own. Hold it. The next man makes a move, the nigger gets it. Hold it, man. He's not bluffing. Listen to him, man. He's just crazy enough to do it. Rob it. I swear I'll blow this nigger's head all over this town. Oh, Lordy, Lord, he's desperate. Do what he say. Do what he say. Isn't anybody going to help that poor man? Hush, Harriet. That's a sure way to get him killed. Oh. now it's time to talk about plugs uh andre what would you like to plug i would like to uh, plug my training business it's called get your mind right training where we uh where i train you virtually i do meal plans i also do uh, fitness programs for people as well um get your mind right training um i have a facebook for uh, facebook as well for it mm -hmm. it's called get your mind right training my IG, of course, is um, Andre Rome, but it's based on the uh, the whole premise of the, the face uh, the Instagram is for get your mind right training. Mm -hmm. So that's it. I mean, it's G U M R training, not get your mind right. Training. Okay. G U M R. Right. Yeah. And your last name is R O N E, so people yes, know for sure uh, how to find you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paul, what do you have to plug? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> this podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find this podcast uh, on your favorite platform. It's on Apple Podcast. It's on this podcast. It's on that podcast. Spotify, know. Google. I don't know the Spotify. Google I don't know cast, the names of it. I'm so uh, technologically uh, ignorant of this stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, look for us. Uh, download us. Subscribe to us. Like us. Uh, tell your friends about us. And if you're on Anchor, uh, you can leave a voicemail mm-hmm. for us and we will respond. Be the first to leave a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I want to plug once again, I'm going to talk about the TV show community because there's a good tie in to Blazing Saddles uh, somewhat. Um, because a lot of people, one of the biggest memes I've seen lately on the internet is uh, a joke about Blazing Saddles will air tonight on the censored version will air tonight on TV from 8 to 807. And uh, that's been a meme I've seen a bunch lately uh, because of all how it's censored. Now there's it relates to a community is there's an episode uh, it's the full spoof of Pulp Fiction and um, Yvette Nicole Brown's character, Shirley, who was, who was Christian, very religious um, her and Chevy Chase character, the only two that have seen the movie and Chevy Chase asks her, what's this movie about? And she says, oh, it's a, it's a good movie. Saw it on an airplane once. It's about a bunch of people that uh, like milkshakes, dancing, in the Bible. 30-minute movie, you know. <laughs> so that relates to Blazing Saddles as far as the uh, editing. On an airplane once. That's fine. Yeah. That is. Um, but, uh, yeah, community TV show. It's on uh, Netflix and Hulu. And uh, you can buy it on Prime. Uh, another relation, actually, uh, I was going to talk about with relation to Blazing Saddles was uh, censorship, which a lot of people want to censor Blazing Saddles. Uh, recently, the uh, the show community had their Dungeons and Dragons episode pulled um, because the character on the show, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. He's playing a dark elf. And the doctor. Uh, yeah, Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken, Ken. Jong uh, is wearing, uh, he's a dark elf, so he's wearing dark makeup, but it's not blackface but everyone's like well actually i don't think anyone's complaining about it. netflix just pulled it to keep people from complaining because they figured people would so you know anyway and that's that's basically it that's i have a tv show out there right now and i i do mm-hmm. um that i could pull episodes from and say I'm, I'm i can't have this one on there it's just not the right climate i would pull an episode mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with anything just <laughs> right. so people come watch the right. other episodes right the most wholesome episode. Yeah, yeah. What's on that episode? And then like sneak it out there on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, people yeah. watch. I don't know. I can't see what's wrong with it. I don't know why they pulled it. What's going on with America today? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you can buy the episode on Prime, which I did, um, three bucks or whatever. So you can still buy it. So it's there, but not on Netflix or Hulu. So, so that's about it. All right. Give us a hand here. All right, sir. Work, 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 work. Hello, boys. Have a good night's rest. I missed you. Just one more bill for you to sign, sir. What the hell is this? This is the bill that will convert the state hospital for the insane into the William J. Lepetamine Memorial Gambling Casino for the insane. Gentlemen, this this bill will be a giant step forward in the treatment of the insane gambler. Yes, bravo. Thank you, thank you, Hetty, thank you. It's not... Hedy, it's Hedley, Hedley Lamar. The hell are you worried about? This is 1874. You'll be able to sue her.
Just sign right yes, here, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's All it. right. Help me in with this. Help me in with this. Just Help me in with this. Think of your secretary. Ah, oh, a very good suggestion. Yes, All right. Thank sir. you. All right. Okay. Is that it? Anything else? Just this urgent telegram for Rockbridge. That arrived last Friday. Last Friday? Read it. Read it. You wild bitch. Sheriff murdered. Church meeting bombed. Reign of terror must cease. Send your sheriff immediately. Holy underwear! Sheriff murdered? Innocent women and children blown to bits? We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately. 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 Harumph. 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 I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your...